Lord on speed dial. Amen. You, you can call him anytime, but I'm glad he calls me friend. Praise God. Praise God. Look at your neighbor and say, it's just good to be here. It's just good to be here. And, you know, I got to say this. I have good news, and I have good news. As Festus would say, the goodest news, the gooder news first, our youngest grandson received the baptism of the Holy Ghost last night. Oki baptized full of the Holy Ghost. You can be seated. I, I told my son, Matt, I said, well, I said, now you know what's going to be interesting for us to watch because I know it's going to be a challenge with his personality and now the Holy Ghost to see what kind of things happen. But uh, he's, he's lately been very serious about praying and getting the Holy Ghost, seeking after the Holy Ghost, had a conversation with his dad about if the... Samuel, you all right, Samuel? Anyway, it's going to be interesting to see, amen, the, the fight between the flesh and the spirit there, that's for sure. Amen, amen. Uh, the other good news is we're going to go on vacation, uh, leaving Saturday and going to be with our family. All of us get to be there, amen, all the boys and the grandkids and, amen, the outlaws and all that good stuff. They're all, all we're all going to get together. Eight-bedroom house. I think there's four bathrooms. Yeah, they better be. I said, make, I'll, I don't care about anything as long as Sister Laura and I are Close to one of the bathrooms. <laughs> the older you get, amen. I, I told, I, uh, last Friday I did a sleep study at the hospital in Newcastle when at 8 o'clock. And, you know, they go through all, they hook you all that stuff up. I'm telling, I said, I don't know how you expect to get a good sleep out of all this junk they put on you and all that. I said, but uh, I'll be calling you in about 2.30 or 3 o'clock because I'll, I'll go to the bathroom. Oh, you, you think so? Yeah. I said, yeah. I said, yeah. It's just about every day I wake up. And sure enough, uh, all you got to do is just say, say something, and I'll come in your room. And so I said, yeah, it's about 20 after 2, almost 2.30. I said, I'm ready. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, we, you get older, but uh, we're excited about even getting to be with our family. Looking forward to that. Don't forget our can drive. Don't forget our can drive. Amen. Doing pretty good. Starting to starting to get a little pile out there. I'd like to see that stuff stack up. Amen. So just keep on, keep on. Uh, amen. Brother, brother Thomas, sister Casey, they went to Aldi's uh, on Sunday, and Amen. I had them pick me up, uh, pick sister and I up a case of corn, a case of peas, and a case of green beans. Amen. We'll probably do that again. Try to do it before I leave, have it out there before we take off. But uh, anyway, so uh, so thankful for that. Looks like they're starting to do some things on the property next door. There's some, some flags down there, so it looks like uh, the water lines are marked. I know that's where the water lines are, so it looks like the water lines are marked there. So, amen. They're supposed to take care of the mowing, supposed to take care of it here in July. So we'll see if it gets very high up there, if the city tags them like they did us. If it got very high, they'd 
they tag up, say, mow it, or if we mow it, it's $450. Amen, amen. Matthew chapter 4, Kids Quest, yes. By the way, made my night, walked in tonight and pulled me a tooth. Cost me $5, but it was worth it. Amen. Pulled me a tooth. Had two others come right up there and said, mine's loose. So, amen. <laughs> yeah, polygrip. Yeah. Amen. How many glad to see Brother Smedley back around here? He is a sight for sore eyes, that's for sure. He is, he is, amen. Look at this tan guy here. Looks like he's been to Florida, Brother Bernie. He, look, he, he looks like he's been to Florida for a month or two. Look how brown he Cutting grass, amen, amen, amen. Good to see you all here tonight, amen. Glad to have you with us. I tell you what, let me say this before I get started. Them women, last night, ladies, ooh, my Lord, I guess they tore up Jack, had himself a time, Holy Ghost poured out, all kind of stuff happening. My wife come home so giddy. I said, Lord, have mercy. I said, you don't even act like that when I preach. Amen. Too many years probably. Matthew chapter 4. Let's have some fun tonight. Matthew chapter 4. We're going to read... Good, Brother Smedley. Amen. Amen. We're glad you're with us, too. We love you, brother. We are. Matthew chapter 4, we're going to pick up verse 17. Matthew chapter 4, verse number 17. Amen. Very, very, very familiar uh, passage here, and I want to point out a couple things. Verse 17. <laughs> From that time, Jesus began to preach and to say, repent. This is Jesus. All right, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Jesus, walking by the Sea of Galilee, saw two brethren. I thought it was interesting how Brother Horner started out tonight about talking about the kingdom of heaven, amen, about being ready. Jesus just told them, said, the kingdom of heaven is at hand, amen. Then Jesus, walking by the Sea of Galilee, saw two brethren. Simon called Peter and Andrew his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishers. Verse number 19, and he said unto them, Jesus said unto them, follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. Amen. Somebody say fishers of men. And they straightway left their nets and followed him. Going on from there, he saw other two brethren, James the son of Zebedee and, his, and John his brother in a ship. With Zebedee, with their dad, with their father, mending their nets, and he called them. And they immediately left the ship and their father and followed him. I want to draw from verse number 19 where the Lord says, I will make you fishers of men. I want to title this tonight, A Calling Out. Look at your neighbor and say, A Calling Out. Thank you. You can be seated. Calling out. Scripture said when Jesus began to preach, he began here to gather disciples. 
he began to preach, and now we see that he begin, begins to uh, gather disciples. And now it's making a distinction. I, and I, I want to point something out because I've been in this arena for a lot of times, but I've never really kind of seen this part. But Jesus is making a distinction here. I want to get this out there before I get past it. Because first, they had to become, he had to choose disciples. They had to become hearers first before they could be preachers. If there's one thing I've learned in life and in the calling of God, we have to have the word of God. We have to hear from the Lord. And we have to know that God is calling us out. Because it's different to be a hearer and to be, amen, called into the ministry because being in the ministry, you've got to preach and there's got to be hearers to hear the word. And so it's important that we kind of see that. Before they were preachers, they had to be hearers first. And the first account of these disciples, this is what he's now begins to pick and begins to draw them. Now, this though, I want to make a point. <coughs> know something because I don't think a lot of people understand this. This is not the beginning. John the Baptist, remember him? He was the forerunner of Christ. He was already spreading the word about a year, if I can calculate it right, about a year prior to Jesus now saying the kingdom of heaven is at hand. John the Baptist had already been saying the kingdom of heaven is at hand. So now it allows us to understand Jesus begins to draw disciples to him and he tells them to follow him. That lets us know it is now nearer than it was. Because now he's been beginning to put it together. John the Baptist, the forerunner of Christ, had been preaching, had been talking about the kingdom of heaven and that it was at hand for a little over a year prior to this moment. So one thing for us to realize, Jesus is gathering his disciples now and it meant that it was nearer and that salvation was even nearer for mankind. Thank God. I don't know when we read this if we really ever put that side of the things together or not, but now, it now in other words, now it's getting serious. And let me liken it to this. Noah preached for, some say, 100, 120 years that there's going to come rain. And he began to build an ark. And it's one thing for everyone to make fun and, and, and for everyone just to go through the motions. But know something. Know this. When the roof went on, when the final touches begin to happen, when the animals begin to show up and go into the ark, that was a serious time. Jesus now, amen, lets us know by calling out disciples, this is now becoming more serious and is now getting closer. Salvation is here. I don't know if you've ever thought about that, but it's something for us to look at because he's now begins to gather disciples and he's now beginning to allow them to be close to him to learn. How many understand Jesus will draw you. you got to get close to him because it's got to be about him. 
This pulpit is not about Pastor Purdue or Bishop. Or, it's not about, this pulpit is about him. How we live our life, the things that we do, we try to honor God. This is one of the, to me, it's one of the most, it's one of the most sacred places in the church. Because we are before God, representing God in his word, representing God in how we appear, in the things that we say, and if we haven't got close to the Lord, we'll miss it. Hello? So when Jesus is calling his disciples, begins to call his disciples, get this, think about it. Because John had already spread the word around about the kingdom, preparing the country, preparing the people, letting them know. Many had already heard, these, some of these had already heard about the kingdom of heaven through John the Baptist. But notice, but now these were called out. Jesus shows up and he looks and he says, follow me. What that is is a type of the manifestation of the spirit. When the Lord shows up and speaks, how many believe that's a manifestation of the spirit? When God said in the beginning, let there be light, what manifested? Light? Why? Because the power of God spoke. The call of God, the calling out spoke. Now get this, because they'd already heard about the kingdom of heaven. It already kind of been getting around. Put this together. So when Jesus now is talking and speaking to these men to begin to call them, notice this. They'd already heard about the kingdom of heaven. And now Jesus says the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Follow me. I'm going to let you think about that for a minute. Because all the countrymen, all those around there had maybe heard something about through John the Baptist. Here Jesus comes along. And now, look, watch. He's manifesting his spirit by call. Look, you're not like the countrymen anymore. You're not like everybody else. Follow me. He is calling them out. Our life's not the same. Amen. When God calls us out of this world. We shouldn't live the same, be the same. Amen. Things have got to change. Come on, look at it. The, everybody else was the same. They'd heard and they would hear about the kingdom of heaven. But now he's saying the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Follow me. I'll tell you something. When you receive the Holy Ghost, when you receive the Holy Ghost, nothing's the same. Nothing should be the same. They were called. They were pulled out. They were chosen out of, understand what I'm saying, out of all the country folk, amen, that it may have heard of John the Baptist laying the foundation of the Lord to come about the kingdom of heaven. Guess what? Now Jesus steps on the scene and says, it is at hand, follow me. He called them out to follow him. Peter, Andrew, James, and John. And, and I, thought I, I thought it kind of interesting. Two pairs of brothers. They were called out. Now, let me, let me just take a few moments. Because we're fixing to have some fun with this. 
They were called out. Where were they called out of? Where were they at? They were at the Sea of Galilee. When watch. Jesus didn't look, Jesus didn't go to Herod's court. Follow me. He didn't go to the He didn't go to the chief of the priests. Follow me. He didn't go to the high places. I mean, it's the Lord. He's beginning, amen, to, to lay out the ministry, and he didn't, he could have he could have went anywhere, and you would think he would look at me. You would have think he would have went to seminary. Anybody here ready to step out? Anybody got their diploma? He didn't do it. He goes to the Sea of Galilee. And he's walking by, and there's some, watch me, there's some, just like, you know, we talk about the ark, some old stinking fishermen. I say stinking because I promise you, they didn't smell real well because if you read on, they, they fished all night. Didn't have much luck, they fished all night. Another thing I'd like to point out, this is going to be a big one. I don't believe God looks for lazy people. Because you find Peter and Andrew, they were fishing. They've been fishing. You find the other two brothers, what were they doing? With their daddy, they were on the boat. They were mending nets. And if you understand what's going on, let me tell you something. During fishing season, mending your nets, amen, is like truck driving. Amen. When you're down, you got to repair and you got to work on that thing to keep it working right. It's just as important, amen, to stay busy mending your nets and fixing things, amen, for the next big fish. We're lazy. Look. Who did the Lord pick out? He picked busy people. He picked people that were about something, that were doing something. Amen. They didn't have the best education. Amen. They, were, they didn't learn at the feet of Gamil. They just didn't graduate from seminary. He didn't go to the graduation, sit back there, and scout out who's going to be the one. Hear what I'm saying? Who's he looking for? Who's God trying to call out? Who's God dealing with today? When God tells you to follow him, that's an honor. Come on. There's a, there's a movement in the world today that just seems like, amen, to be a part of the church, man, is just something bad. When you're called out, when you're called out and you're a part of the things of God, it's not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing to dress right. It's not a bad thing to quit cursing. It's not a bad thing to quit drinking. It's not a bad thing to quit doing drugs. It's not a bad thing to change your life. It's not a bad thing to start caring about somebody else. But today, it seems like it's a burden. Working in the church, amen, is a burden today. It used to be an honor. shouldn't be a burden. It should be a love. It should be a love for the things of God. It should be a love, amen, to know that God's going to do something. Because when you plant a seed, no matter what you do, you're planting a seed of faith. Say, listen, God, when, you, when you clean the baptismal, you're planting a seed. God's going to do something. 
teachers preparing their room. You're preparing for students to come in, somebody to come in and hear about the goodness of the Lord. Driving it. Oh, I even gonna get started on driving. Where'd he go? The Sea of Galilee. What what'd he do? He picked out these guys. Peter and Andrew and James and John. They, they were just they were just busy. Look at it. None of them was idle. They weren't just sitting around, you know, kicking it around. He, he found those that amen were doing things. They, they weren't the elite. They weren't the religious folks of the day. But I do believe the Lord knew that they'd already heard about the kingdom when he mentioned it through John the Baptist, the forerunner. But notice what he said. What was the call? What was the call? We get so try to get so deep about everything, and everything's got to be so deep. <laughs> it's like a message a preacher gets up and preaches. Repent, be baptized. Be filled with the Holy Ghost. It's a gift. No, it's that simple. Jesus just said, follow me. I don't know if he made eye contact. I don't know how they looked or how he looked. But he walked by. Must have got their attention. He didn't, he didn't lay hand in the name of my name. You're going to be my disciple. He didn't do all that. He said, follow me. Come on, I, I want to have a little fun here. Follow, how hard is it? Watch. It was very hard. Because when he said, follow me, what'd they do? They had to get up, amen, from their profession. They had to give up, amen, where they were at. Amen. I don't know how long it took them to process it, Brother Corey, amen, but they, I didn't know, they didn't think about their family. They didn't think about their job. They didn't think about everything. What'd they do? They just got up and started moving toward the Lord. Today, we got to reason everything out. What, Lord, why'd you call me for? What are you doing? What, what are you trying to get? What is it? And, and we got to have all these confirmations. Lord, send three people and a Catholic priest to anoint me. And then I might believe you. That brother, yeah, I'm a Catholic priest. Amen. Because I believe in the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. I just know who he is. Follow me. And then, then to top it off, he goes right on and he tells James, and he said, come on, let's go. Now look, look, my daddy's sitting right here. We're on the boat working together, and I just get up and go. I guarantee I know my dad. He'd say, hey, where are you going? We, we, got, we got work to do. He probably thinks that every time he's mowing, I'm in the office. Oh, they got up and left their daddy on the boat. But now watch. We think, oh, man, that's a big thing. But let me tell you something. 
their mama, they knew and had heard about the Lord Jesus. And their daddy had knew and heard about the Lord Jesus. So I believe that when Jesus came along and said, follow me, they were willing to give him up. They were willing to let go. If the Lord wants something done, let it be done. Come on, we got to learn that about our kids. We're more worried about what they are involved in in this world than what they're involved in in the church. We'd rather see them involved in things in the world than we would in the church. That should change. Because if we want the call of God to continue on, the way to be called out is not to be like the rest of the countrymen, to be like everybody else, amen, to be in a position to when God says, and when we know he walks by and says, follow me, we're willing to go. We've got to train them up and teach them. Be ready to go when God calls you. It's not a bad thing. It's not horrible. The world says it's horrible. The devil will try to make you think it's horrible. It's not a bad thing to work and to, amen, honor God. You know, Jesus didn't go into Jerusalem and start looking around. He went to the Sea of Galilee. Look at this. I, I, I. I'm reluctant to say it this way because you think somebody, I don't know whether the boat was rented or they owned it. I don't know about the details. But irregardless, I know in that day, if you were a fisherman, you really was a poor, a poor person. You really wasn't an elite person. You really wasn't, you know, uh, you didn't have a lot. You were really considered a poor person. It was just a poor man's job. And it was a tough job. It was a hard job wasn't easy. wasn't like we see today in the deadliest catch. It wasn't the easy with things like that, with big, humongous boats. And, and, and when Jesus draws them, calls them, because there, you ever think about our beginning? You ever think about your beginning when God called you? When God called me, I'm looking back, and I was thinking about this today, and I, I don't say this to be disrespectful to anybody or any of my family. But when God called me back in the day, there was really, behind the scenes, it was a horrible time. A lot of stuff going on. A lot of things happening. I just hired into prison. Just got out of a horrible relationship. Just started moving in that direction. God begins, amen, brings my wife, and God begins to do some things, and and then I find myself inside the walls of a prison. And God be speaking because in those days, fast and pray all the time, seeking for the will of God, hungry and excited about getting to the next service. In those days, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday was services. Is it? Wasn't it? Every once a month on Friday, fellowship meeting. Saturday night, Sunday morning, Sunday night. Saturday night was prayer, praise, and preaching. That's the night, amen, one of the, that's one of the times the Lord that told my wife, I didn't know it at the time, but the Lord told me, I'm going to get the Holy Ghost. We go to prayer, praise, and preaching on Saturday night. And I, I know she was expecting, man, boom. It was about like this. Quiet, reserved. And she left. 
we left and come home, and I didn't know, but she was disappointed. Just knew because God had told her, I'm going to get the Holy Ghost. Just knew it. And so I'm in the kitchen. You've heard me tell this before. I'm in the kitchen. Young, I was skinny, and don't, you know, it's just a, a church thing. When you get home from church, you just got to have some toast or something. And I was getting the to- toaster ready, and I was going to make some toast. And she comes into the kitchen. Never forget it. And she said, let's pray. Now, when God's doing something, get ready. And don't expect, walk by faith, not by sight. Because my back's to her. She says, come in here and pray with me. We just got home from church. I think I talked. I think, yeah. And, and, and then, no, no, we need to pray. I don't know exactly. There was a little bit of a tussle there. To the point to where I snatched the toaster out of the wall. Unplug it. Throw it down. Well, I'll go in there with you if that's what you need. I'll, I'll go in there. And I knelt down next to her, and she began to pray. And I, I'm sure for a while I was thinking about my toast. I, I, I mean, I'm serious. Uh, because, you know, your mind's just. But as we begin to pray, God began to move on her. Tongues begin to come. She began to pray in tongues, and, they <coughs> and then I got scared. Oh, Lord, I better pray. Jesus, Jesus. Je- I, mean, I, I mean, I just, oh, Lord. I wasn't loud like, I, mean, I was just, oh, Lord, Jesus. I don't know what's going on. And just prayed. Long story short. Man, the Lord got a hold of me. I got the Holy Ghost. We sh- in our front room. Autumn in there in bed, didn't even know anything's going on. I mean, we just carrying ourselves. I mean, it just was a great time. Sit down on the sit down on the couch. She looked at me. She said, Oh my Lord. It was like 10 to 12. She said, The Lord told me he's gonna get the Holy Ghost today. It wasn't past midnight, it was today. But she was expecting it to happen at church. She was expecting it to happen a certain way. Because when you're young, you expect God. To, well, it's just got to be a certain, certain way. It's got to be the music. It's got to be the pre. It's got to be. No, listen. You want the Holy Ghost? I don't care if you're home by yourself. You pray. You pray. Because you, you, you'll wake up. Amen. Amen. You'll, you, you'll raise up out of that bed. You'll get up beside you. Whatever it is. You'll pray. And God will fill you with the Holy Ghost. Because it's a gift. Think about, think about what he's telling them. Think about what he's doing when he's calling them out. He's letting them know that they're now different. Things are going to be different. They had no clue. Come on, how many, how many remember when you first got the Holy Ghost and where you are now? You had no clue. Maybe even some of the experiences that you've gone through, you had no clue what kind of battles, <laughs> what kind of things that you were going to face. But one thing we can get from this is when, they, when Jesus called them, he said, follow me. We've got to follow Christ. We must learn to follow him. Ever, ever think about fish when he said, you're fishermen. I'm going to make you. He said, you're fi- f- fish for fish. I'm going to make you fishers of men. Let me start about that. Fishers of men. You know, when you fish, you bait a hook, you put some on there, you put a fly. You put, I mean, you just all kinds of stuff. You, you find the right spot. And, of course, 
when you read on about uh, the, the other, uh, uh, I think it's Mark or Luke's uh, uh, story about it, uh, when, when Jesus said, cast your nets back in there, Peter spoke up and said, and, and he's the professional fisherman. Well, Lord, no disrespect, but we've been doing this all night. You know, I, I've been around this. I've been doing this for a long time. This is, it's, it's, it's just not the conditions to catch. We've been doing this. Does that ring a bell in the church today? Oh, don't try to win people. They don't care. They heard this and they heard this. You know, it's been this. Listen, the church is still here because there's still fish. <laughs> there's still people. So don't let the devil convince you just because you stay in your own little, you know, your own little spot, my, 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 my special spot that I like to go to. And so when he, when Peter kind of was politely said, well, you know, but if you say that's what we'll do. And when they threw their net in, what happened? They pulled in so many fish, their net broke. And what'd that do? It made a believer, not only out of Peter, but out of the others, when they seen it. And he fell down at Jesus' feet. Read it. He fell down at Jesus' feet and, and, and began to work. I said, oh, my Lord. Wow. It, it done something to him. You see, when the Lord speaks, oh, I feel the Holy Ghost. And I want somebody to get this because God's speaking to some folks. When God speaks to you, it's for a reason. There's a purpose. You might be the one, whether you're put in the hospital, nursing home, or whether you're on the job somewhere, you might be the one that gets that position or gets put in that situation to witness to somebody in there that may not ever, that, come on, it may not be your favorite spot to fish from, amen, but God may put you somewhere, amen, where he can use you. That's what a calling out is. When God speaks, there's a reason. Because know this, and some of you young people get this. Know if God's speaking up here, amen, and speaking the word to you, amen, he's working on your side. You've got to hear him. These people had to choose. But something compelled, something drew them when the Lord called. You ever, uh, you know, the, the fish connection. Look at your neighbor and say, family reunion. Now listen, look at me. When he says, I'll make you fishers of men, what was, when he uses just the eye of a fish, how many know there's, there's not one kind of fish? There's a bunch. Hmm? Bass fish, you know, what's the common ones around here? Bluegill, catfish. Then there's blowfish. Oh, wow. There's none of those in the church. There's suckers. None of those in the church. Think about it. He, he, when, he, when he talks about fish, fishers of men. Because have you ever thought about fishers of men? Mean, guess what? Fishers, 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 fishers. That fish catch several strange kind of fish. Strange. They all don't look alike. He said, now I'm going to make you fishers of men. There's some fish strange looking. If you don't believe me, come up here sometime and sit with us. 
Watch. Did, did you look those up for me a little bit? I, listen, I Googled today, weird fish. Now, wait, wait, wait let, me, let, me, let me do a disclaimer. If you see anybody that looks like it's in your family, it's, it's only by accident. Catch that. What? The Lord, when he calls you out, he says, I want to make you a fish. You're a fisherman. Catch that. You got another one? I've seen her before. Teeth and all. Well, there's, there's the nosy one. I didn't tell you what to pick up. How'd you really get these? That's good. Look at that. Just chilling. Oh, here we go. There's a bunch of those. What a mess. So it's fishermen. When you catch fish, rarely do you throw them back. Especially when you're in the trade. Did you recognize somebody? Uh, okay. I'm sorry. I told you we were going to have a little fun. I seen some family traits up there. Yeah, my brother in law. Yeah. Did you, did you see sister? Sister, she's like, oh my Lord. No, think about it. He said, and he's using the announcement. I'm going to make you fishers of men now. So in other words, listen, God says, I want you to go catch somebody. Oh, Lord, sister. Catch somebody like Sister Mercedes. Oh, Jesus. I'm going to throw that one back. I'm going to throw that one back. That one's crazy. Sister Tiffany. Oh, no, I'm going to throw that one back. Too wild. Too messed up. Oh, Brother Rick. Oh, he's so cute. I, I think I'll put him back in the water and let him go. Bless his heart. So nice. Oh, you, you, you see, I don't know if you ever thought about it, but what the Lord is telling us, I, I'm going to have you fish as a men, and it's not what they look like. It's, it's not what it's about. It's about their souls. Because you can look good. You can, you can look sharp. You can spend all that money curling that stuff up. And you can say what you want to, but you know what that is? Still hair. It's still hair. No. Being fishers. And, 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 and the thing about this, and, and I'm having a little fun with this, but think about it. God's, because when God calls you and God calls you out, he calls you on your ability. Listen. Reluctant says, You're a Baptist, but I'm going to make you a better Baptist. You're a Methodist, I'm going to make you a better Methodist. Get this. You're a fisherman. He didn't, he didn't strip them of what, they, what their profession was and what they knew and what they were about. Amen. Just like somebody amen, raised up in some faith. He didn't strip that away from them. He said, I'm just going to make you better. I'm going to give you a purpose. I'm going to show you. Amen. You are a fisherman. I'm going to make you a fisher of men. 
I'm calling you out. You're not like the rest of these guys on this stock. You're not like those out there. Amen. I'm calling you out now for a reason and for a purpose. Woo, jeez, I feel the Holy Ghost. There's something about when God speaks, it changes everything. Let me, let me wind down here. Let me close. Because there's all, and look, where's it at? I printed it off in case you want to see it afterwards. I don't know if your name's on here or not, but there's a whole list of weird fish. Shelly? There's a Shelly fish. Oh, no, I'm sorry. That's jelly. I'm sorry. No. Think about it. The things that were getting ready to transpire because Jesus comes along to these fishermen and says, follow me. He said, watch, because now, oh, get this, because this is what one, one of the things the Lord really instilled upon my mind. One thing now is what you've been fishing for and what you've been doing had a different purpose. You did that for wealth. You did that for gain. You did that to sustain yourself. I'm going to make you fishers of men, and it's not going to be about you. It's going to be about others. It's not going to be about wealth. It's not going to be about popularity. It's not going to be about, amen, how much you know or what seminary or where you came from or how good you are at it. I'm going to make you fishers of men. Stand with me. Not for ourselves. You don't teach for yourself. We don't minister for ourselves. We don't do any work of the Lord for ourselves. Come on, we, we don't take the time to sacrifice outside these doors for ourselves. It's for, amen, fish. It's for fishing for people, letting them know. Amen, that there's something better, something different. Because think about it. When you catch a fish, what happens? When you pull that fish out of the water, what happens? The whole element of life changes for them. Put that together. When God sends you to fish for a person and you help pull them out, you're, fishing, you're pulling them out, everything, their whole environment is going to change. Because of what they was and where they're at now. All the elements will change in their life. Everything. Listen, he said, we're not going to pull. We're not going to fish for men. It's not to destroy them. It's not to tear them down. It's to save them. It's, it's by bringing them into a whole different element. That's why this joy that we have, this Holy Ghost that we have, this world didn't give it to you. You can't get it from the world. That's why drugs are rampant. People are trying to find escapes. Trying to find alternatives. And the Lord says, listen, be fishers of men. Not for your wealth. Not for honor. Amen. Not for ourselves, but for Christ. He called them out. And the main thing is, when he called them, 
please get this. Young people, please, everyone, please, please, please. I don't care what, where you're at in life, how new you are at this. When God calls you out, when God speaks and God pulls on your heart and tugs on your heart and calls you out, we've got to follow. In today's time, I'm telling you, I'm standing here knowing if I say it this way, it's going to fall on heavy hearts. But we've got to leave all. Nothing else matters when God calls you. Nothing else matters when God calls you out. Nothing. They had to choose to leave all. Think about it. I mean, seriously, in today's, oh, man, impossible. It's not impossible. When God calls you out, he'll provide. He makes a way. They didn't have, I, I don't find it where they went on in life. Watch this. They, I don't find in life where they went on in ministry. And they, they, they developed big, huge homes, fine mansions. Oh, it's getting quiet. Nice cars and trucks. You think about it. I don't know if the bank owned the boat or not, but they left the boat. I know they loved their dad, but they left him. Go ahead on. We got this. Oh, Lord. Listen, and today here's our, here is our justification. Watch. Look at me. Because I'm going to tell you this. You're deceived if you believe this. Lord wouldn't ask you to do that. In today's time, God wouldn't ask you to do something like that. That is a lie. Because he's still calling missionaries to give up everything here. To go somewhere to live in a stick shack or a shamble. And we think, and, and, uh, while some may do well, we, we think missionaries has got it made. <laughs> Trade places. Or in fact, I'll challenge you this. Get you a tent. Put it in the middle of this field over here. Stay for the next couple of weeks or a month. Any of those groundhogs you want to kill and eat, you do so. Don't walk to Aldi's. Don't go around the corner to Dairy Queen. Oh, man, we're a mess. We got a maid. That's why anything that God asks, listen, this is what, anything God asks me to do now is not beyond reason. Because every way that we live today, he understands where we're at in this generation. And when he calls us out, he, he, he knows what we're accustomed to and he knows what we need. Mm. Close your eyes for just a moment, everybody, would you? Just everybody. Because <clears throat> when the Lord calls, when the Lord speaks, when he calls, when he speaks, his word, strong, powerful, Moving, changing. He speaks, it's done. 
get this, it's done. And all he said was, follow me. Oh, the Lord. What did he say to Lazarus? A dead man, come forth. Powerful when he speaks. Death doesn't have a hold. Come on. So anything that we have to reason or have to deal with in our minds, we've got to tell ourselves, if God can, if his word can raise a dead person, if his word can change, amen, the medical field, if his word, amen, has an effect uh, on the earth and this atmosphere and all the things, uh, how much more when he speaks to me where I'm at? We've just got to understand that. They didn't just come out of seminary. There was something there. Something there. And Jesus said, follow me. Psalms 110 and 3. I'm going to close with this. Remain standing. Thy people shall be willing in the day of thy power. I'm telling you, in closing, when God calls out, when God speaks, he has the power to will it. Look at it. A power, Zach, to make willing. Your flesh might be all one thing, but when God's power speaks, he speaks a willingness, a power into our life. Come on, let me understand that. When he spoke the word, it did something. I remember, how many have ever had an experience with God and you, when God moved, you just, oh man, you just knew and felt it. When God spoke and said, follow me to these fishers, guess what? They left and followed him and became his disciples. That's what it takes to be called out in this day and age. We've got to be ready because the Lord is still looking for those that's willing to make sacrifices for him and not for ourselves. Come on, would you lift your hands all over this place? Would you just say a prayer on your own? Would you just, would you just give thanks? Come on, for, for the time that we're living. Come on, we're... we're we're not caught up in all those things, but, amen, but we're all the same when God speaks. Because I believe this. I believe God is speaking and trying to work with some people about their talents, about their abilities, about the things, about their strengths. God's trying to use people today. But our unwillingness, our lack of sacrifice, we're counting the cost. We're looking around and we're trying to get all of our ducks in a row and Trying to make things, you know, that ain't the way it works. When God, oh, I feel the Holy, when God calls you, amen, he'll put something in your life. Because I remember laying on my bed and God called me to pastor, amen, and I told the Lord, Lord, I, I, I'm not capable. I'm too blunt. I'm too brunish. I'm too, I'm too tough. I don't, I don't, I just don't think I could do it. And the Lord says, I'll help you. Brother Fred, you know, it's been a lifelong change. Every day, it's not just, you know, all at once. But you answer the call. 
Lord. The Lord provides. Come on, in the name of Jesus. Come on, in the name of Jesus. I know where we're living today. I know we're living in a time we're taught all kind of selfish thoughts and attitudes and directions and feelings. It's all about us and what we can get and what we can do and what's in it for me. Come on, we need to rebuke that spirit. I mean, we need to ask God, God, get a hold of my kids, get a hold of my children, get a hold of my family, get a hold of my friends, get a hold of them, God. Rebuke that spirit from off them, Lord God. Help us to realize, God, when you call, when you're doing something, Lord, help us, God, to be ready, Lord God, and able to respond. Hallelujah. Oh, God, it's your kingdom, Lord. It's your kingdom. The kingdom of God is at hand. He's still pouring out the Holy Ghost. He's still calling disciples. Come on, he still needs your fisher and your poles and your nets and your desire. Come on, lift your hands right now. In the name of Jesus. If you're willing to say it, you tell the Lord, Lord, I'm ready. Lord, I'm willing. Lord, if you can use anything, Lord, use me. Oh, hallelujah. Come on. Come on. This is a challenge. Don't say it. Don't fake it. Come on. You can't can't bluff the Lord. Mean it. Be ready to take a step when he says move. When he says follow. Oh, because the Lord's just about, amen, to break free. That old.